Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. You know, uh, evening is falling mm-hmm. as we record this. Dusk? We in yeah, dusk? We are in dusk. And that's, what is this, dusk? That's fine with me, mm-hmm. I think, because we're children of the night. Yeah. Oh, wait, are you a vampire or a werewolf? <laughs> yes, those are the two. and. Oh, boy. <laughs> I am a, I'm a vampire werewolf. Oh, wow. You should do a, like a like a monologue or a, or a little story on NPR about feeling trapped between two cultures. That's a really good idea. I'm a full, technically, I'm a full-time werewolf. Mm-hmm. Wait, no. Strike that. Full-time vampire. So, I mean, obviously, every, I mean, you can see, if I fall my live up here, yeah. you can see my vampire teeth. I, you know, sorry, or I honestly, honestly, vampires <laughs> I honestly thought they were werewolf teeth. So. Um, no, I, I mean, I am, I only become a werewolf when there's a full moon mm-hmm. out. Yeah, it's like, what, two, three times a month? <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand lunar cycles. <laughs> we don't have to, we're men. Yeah, that's true. That's woman stuff. <laughs> I do get really cranky when I turn into a werewolf. <laughs> that's a really I'm like a super bloated werewolf. <laughs> I just, when I turn into a werewolf, I just take a Midol and go to bed. <laughs> I love it when the girlfriend turns into a werewolf because then I'm getting a blowjob, right? <laughs> From a werewolf. <laughs> oh, let's bring our guest into the conversation. I'd love to. Here. I'd we'll love find to out. Back for a while. <laughs> <laughs> we'll find out we if We can he's... probably milk this for another 20 minutes. <laughs> we'll find out weird. if he's I was a... dead silent. They were doing a werewolf menstrual cycle. <laughs> <laughs> find out if he's a werewolf, a vampire, or both. Uh, you know him from uh, popular television programs. You know him as a writer for the popular television program, The Goldbergs. That's right. Uh, you put the stress on the right part of the... Thank you. I, I do my research. I'm a public radio host, so I try and go into it with some research having been done. Um, look, if you're going to know him from one thing, if I'm going to say you know him from one thing, it's for uh, maybe you've seen him on the Conan O'Brien program. How about that? Sure. Right. Try that. Try that on for size. You've seen him on, uh, you see him on all kinds of television programs. The League recently. That's right. As uh, Doctor, what's it called? Uh, Doctor Ewing. Yes. Go. Uh, it might have been Patrick Ewing. I don't remember if we decided <laughs> on that. <or> not. <laughs> His name is Andy Secunda, by the way. Welcome Hi, to the program, folks. Andy. I'm Andy Secunda. It's great to have you on the show. Here. Thank you. It's good to be back. I was actually telling Jordan uh, on our way over here because I demanded to be chauffeured by the host whenever yeah. I. I'd like to pick up most of our guests. <laughs> That's reasonable. Um, that I was actually driving home and heard you, uh, Jesse, on your other radio show, and uh, interviewed I, June Raphael. I hate to tell you, um, I only have one radio show. This is right. This is, not a, this is not a radio show. show. <laughs> right. I, yes, I didn't. I didn't this realize is, this that is I was... actually this is on the hot talk station. We'll be doing some <laughs> Ashley Madison commercials later. <laughs> this is really unfortunate. <laughs> this is just something I record to quarter inch tape and put down in the vault downstairs, so I have some entertainment in case the nukes fall. It's <laughs> <laughs> great. You have so much, so much entertainment. I'm disappointed. I told my, I was, I said to my wife, I'm going to be on a radio show when I got the text. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, what can I say? Although it, it is nice for you to have a wife who lives in the 1930s. <laughs> yes. That is really impressive. I'm going to be on the wireless. <laughs> 
<laughs> I'm gonna, yeah. My son, my son Simon, who's uh, two and a quarter years old, mm-hmm. uh, recognized me on the radio today for the first time. Oh. oh. I I have had convert like last week, the week before. We'll put on Bullseye when it's playing on the radio here in Los Angeles. I mean, if anybody doesn't know, I host an NPR show called Bullseye, and um, I said I said to him, "Who's that on the radio?" And he just says. He, he does this thing. Robert Siegel. <laughs> he doesn't. He doesn't like to not know the answer to a question. He or he possibly doesn't know how to say I don't know. Uh-huh. So he'll just go. He turns into a real pill at bar <laughs> trivia. He just makes a sound that's kind of like ah, and he'll just hold it indefinitely. Sure. It's not the worst way to duck ignorance. <laughs> no, it's not. But um, he would. He was giving me that, mm-hmm. and I would say, "Oh, that's that's Daddy on the radio." Mm-hmm. You know, I want a little fucking credit over here. Finally, right. sure. Who do you think from spying, a two-year-old? Who do you think spying the binkies? Yeah, you know what I mean. It's this guy. The two-year-olds are your main demo, right? <laughs> that's the main thing. You know, they were trying to they're trying to expand, you know, more diverse audience for public radio. <laughs> Um, but he the, the, his me radio Jesse shows ma- mainly a key jingling yeah. and just saying "You're special, <laughs> you're special" over and over again. Yeah. So I interviewed with guests from the worlds of arts and entertainment. I interviewed sure. Dog with a Blog the other day. That's <laughs> <laughs> um, fine work. Anyway. Yeah, it's exciting to be on the radio and Simon recognized me on the radio. What's going Wait, on? Wait, he he recognized you with you. Prompting? I wasn't there. No, you weren't there. I was on downstairs, and my wife had the radio on, as it often is, and just in the kitchen of our house. My son Simon was sitting down, enjoying some bananas and some satsumas. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. it's satsuma season. Sure. And uh, he said, "Daddy's trapped in that obsolete technology." Yeah, exactly. <laughs> said, We're gonna go visit Daddy at Borders. He said, "You've torn, you've torn a hole in my sense of reality." <laughs> he does have amazing, like when. We we have a baby monitor mm-hmm. when he naps, and when he wakes up, he will get into extended dialogues with himself. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Do you have any kids, Andy? Not yet. I was actually being uh, harangued about not having kids just yesterday. By whom? <laughs> By uh, people I work with. They were they were uh, maybe Wanting harangued as strong, them? but they were really mm-hmm. aggressive. <laughs> well, that may have been the subtext, and I did not <laughs> I did not catch it. But they were just like, "Kids are great. You gotta have kids." It's and just because they want somebody to people. come to their barbecue for once. Is that the deal? Yeah, I think so. Okay. I think there's kid barbecues and no kid barbecues, and they're tired of you not being able to come to their kid barbecues. That may be. Me and me and uh, me and my wife definitely do not look happy at kid barbecues. <laughs> <laughs> but my my son will have a full on conversation. For one thing, he well he he's at a point in his life where he narrates everything that he does. So the first thing is that, that, is that a point in development? Yeah, is absolutely. I, oh, I had no idea. Absolutely. So he he gets he he you'll hear him sort of rustling, and it's just like a little thing, you, a little speaker you clip to your you know belt buckle or whatever, not to your belt, your belt. Just the belt, you know, not the buckle specifically. He has a bo- he has a bottle opener on. on his belt buckle. Yeah, it's a there's a, little... he's a tough guy or a hipster. <laughs> a little, sp- I'll, I'll be you know sitting downstairs in my office typing on the computer or whatever. I've got the monitor on, and I'll just hear I'll just hear sort of some rustling sounds. I'll think, oh, Simon's waking up, and then I'll hear him say, "I'm up, I am, <laughs> I am, <laughs> I'm up, I am." It's amazing. <laughs> I'm not sure what all this is about. Yeah. It's like really big questions. <laughs> Who am 
I really? <laughs> says, I am awake. I am. I am. He's really into I am statements. <laughs> I love it. That's that's a positive attitude that he's he's starting life with. This kid has a great attitude. He's got a really winning attitude. What's going on I, with you, Morris? I wake up in the morning and I go, oh, boy, I'm awake. <laughs> I am awake. <laughs> and then do you, do, are you, do, are you a man who likes going to bed? Um, <laughs> that would be the, the opposite, the opposite reasonable perspective, isn't it? I think that I'm going to bed and I'm like, I'm not going to get enough sleep. And then I wake up in the morning and I go, I didn't get enough sleep. Jordan, do you like going to bed? Uh, yeah, I mostly like going to bed. Hmm. Yeah. When I'm feeling sleepy do you? or grumpy. I do not like going to bed and I go, I go to bed and I don't want to, I'm not a night owl. Right. I go to bed very early every night, uh, because I have... Besides having two children, I also get migraine headaches, and I kind of have to go to bed and wake up at the same time every day. And I can't like shortchange myself on sleep because it's one of my top migraine triggers. So I go to bed at like ten, ten thirty every night. Um, ten thirty. You know, I start go getting ready for bed at ten, <laughs> go to bed at ten thirty every night. And uh, but I hate going to bed. I hate it every time. Like in a kid kind of like, I don't want to go to bed kind of way. Or I think You want to stay up of... and watch MASH. <laughs> I think because you if see I coach. go to bed, I might die. I was about to joke that. Yeah. That's, is that really it? That's like so. It's like death? I think that it's because I'm concerned. Sure. That if I'm that asleep, asleep is similar to death. I, well, it's the cousin of death. Nas taught us that. But... I think that uh, I think that I have this concern that while I'm sleep, you know, like dying in your sleep is supposed to be the way you want to die. Sure. And I'm down to die painlessly. Right. But there's this part of me, I think, ever since I was a child, that's like, wait, if you can die in your sleep and you're not aware of what's going on in your sleep. You can't then, fight off the Grim Reaper. Yeah. Every time you close your eyes to go to sleep. That could be, you could just not wake up and ever. That's it. So it's like the ultimate control freak kind of fear. You want to be able to be awake to prevent mortality. Yes. Right. Yes. That's okay. a great summary. I can't, or I can't accept, argue. That. Or accept it. Or choose Either, to accept. Yeah. Although that or doesn't, I don't read that in, into the subtext of what yeah. he's saying. <laughs> ah, thank God I'm awake for this. Have you ever yes, thought about I am ready. <laughs> doesn't seem <laughs> like uh, Shake me now. <laughs> I am dying. I am. <laughs> you know what? I get it. It's my time. Yeah. I am. Um, I mean, I, you know, I think what you should do is like give yourself a little treat at bedtime what i i like to do is i like to <clears throat> i like to maybe like put on an episode of 30 rock to go to sleep put on an episode of the simpsons like something i know real well so i can like kind of go to sleep 10 minutes into it right because i would think both of those shows would be kind of fast paced and get your brain working yeah i mean i think it has to be something that isn't that you've seen so many times it doesn't excite you anymore right. to where it's nice and you can you know it can kind of function as entertainment and white noise at the same time sure uh i don't know if that would work for you but maybe there's some other kind of treat you can give yourself in the bed like some like fruit chews <laughs> keep some well, in the bed or next to the bed not, not very pleasant for a spouse yeah not what's going on on your side of the bed chews. <laughs> fruit chews isn't gonna cut it jordan shark bites <laughs> 
Oh, this is. I would know, say is, bare minimum gushers. Okay. This is a weird sleep tie-in because I've been fearing sleep lately because I've been having a rush of bad like nightmares that oh, I no. will wake up. Are they about the Great White? They well, this or was, about getting a bag of shark bites that doesn't have the Great White, and now what do you have to trade on the playground? You got jack shit. It may have been a thinner segue <laughs> segue connection <laughs> than I than I implied with my excitement, <laughs> but uh, I had a dream that my boss was in my childhood home, and he was like staying with your, me for some your reason. Current boss, my current boss, Adam Goldberg, mm-hmm. who, who created the Goldberg Goldbergs, mm-hmm. and he was visiting me. And I had bought him as a present a killer whale, (laughs) a smaller killer whale that was over like two beds and I had not bought a tank for. And he sort of looked at it and was like, I don't, yeah, I don't want, I don't want that. Now, hold, hold on. When you say killer whale. Yes. You're talking about what I would know as an orca? An orca. Okay. Correct. Go ahead. Continue. Yes. Um, and Jesse only uh, he can only hear about something like, if you relate it to an '80s Jaws ripoff. <laughs> so a very orca. upsetting film, Piranha, yeah. Orca, horribly, which we had on three quarter inch tape, <laughs> <laughs> and I was one of those films oh, that yeah, I would just watch again Orca's and again. Terrifying, just awful and yeah. terrifying, and like no, nowhere near the fun of Jaws. <laughs> um, so, and, so you are at your boss's house. No, well, I'm in. A, I'm in my childhood house. home. He's v- staying with me in my childhood home for some are your, reason. Are your parents or brothers or sisters? Don't there? see them there. Okay. Um, I'm you sure think, I'm revealing some think um, the, like that I'm a psychopath in this dream. Somehow, <laughs> and I just know someone will, can write in and tell me. Were there any small fish there? No small fish. Do you think it's possible the orca ate your family? Mm. I. The, here's the thing. The orca. Was not not having water, although they're mammals like sure. like regular whales, right? Um, they uh, it was in distress and on these mattresses, <laughs> and I had not gotten a I'd not gotten a tank. I just somehow ordered this orca and yeah. they delivered it, and then it wasn't a good present. Clearly, wasn't happy you about gotta it. Got to cover it with wet towels, bare minimum. Is that the deal? <laughs> oh yeah, I mean, yeah, that's how you move an orca. Have you have you never seen a PBS documentary? Oh, about where they moving put it in orca? that hammock? Yes, the special yeah. hammock. Oh, totally, right. as they did an orca, I think. No, it was a net? It was a net. I think they held it in. But then I woke up, and I assume I was still in some weird half dreamlike state mm-hmm. because I was so still in the world of the dream that I was convinced. I had actually ordered it. It's like, I didn't really I order a killer whale that. for him, did I? Yeah. And I actually picked up my iPhone and checked to see. <laughs> <laughs> and then halfway through, I was like, I did not order You like a went to the Bank of America app to see what <laughs> yeah. your credit card. Uh, did no. you go to your purchase history on uh, marinemammals.com? <laughs> Basically. Um, wait, so I don't know if this is this is part of it. I mean, I don't, I don't mean to dig in too deep here, but how did your, did you, was your boss pleased with with the gift, I wonder if this is this is you know this is you having anxiety about pleasing your boss. I think it definitely was, and he had the look that he has when like things you know get uh, you know as as is a showrunner's job, you're dealing with three things at once mm-hmm. at all times, and so he had that look in his face of just like I don't I don't know what to do with this killer whale that you've got. <laughs> I, mean, I got a lot of shit to do. Sure. <laughs> can I ask? Can I ask you a just question? Just like just like I don't know what to do with this B story you've written. <laughs> so maybe that was the subtext. <laughs> this B story about the I, carnival. I should I should point out I pitch almost exclusively. 
exclusively killer whale plots for the Goldbergs. So. That answers my question. Yeah, I wasn't going to answer. I didn't want to psychoanalyze, but my question no. was. Does that you, tie in somehow? Had you written some disappointing orca scripts lately? I don't know if it's so much psychological as it is literal. I think the other, the other possibility here is that you should stop watching the movie Orca right before bed to sort of lull your it's sleep. Just, that's the only way I can get to bed. I, you know, we each have our things. <laughs> Andy, they've already been to SeaWorld. I don't know why they're going back, but they've already been there. I'll tell you what, when I go, when I go to bed, my, I will avoid going to bed mm-hmm. as long as possible. But when I've, since I've been married and since I've lived with my wife, she'll just tell me, go, let's go to bed now. And then I'll go to bed then. But she was, since we have, we have a two week old son. Um, just so you know, Andy. Congratulations. Thank you. And uh, that's why I mentioned it. Um, <laughs> for the congratulations. You really sucked it out of me. And, uh, well, you hadn't congratulated me for jack shit so really far, and we're already 15 minutes into the show. Well, you did shuffle me to your podcast. You didn't <laughs> put me on the main radio show. <laughs> so, um, because of this baby, my wife just basically, she has to feed the baby using the fruit of her body. And so she just sleeps her, when the, the fruit chews of her body. <laughs> yeah. Shark she, bites. She is yeah, her, her, she her woman's shark bites. <laughs> she has she has two gushers. Ah, okay. Um, so fruit by the foot. Nah, keep going. Sorry. <laughs> I um, I fruit snacks are fun. They are. They're really bad. They're They're great. Really fun shark bites. Sure. God, getting a getting a great white you or know. a tiger shark. Oh, Jesus. They kept upgrading shark bites. Yeah. Because they knew it was a fucking weapons race. <laughs> yeah. Eddie, this might, this might be a little... It's little, out of your demographic. Yeah. But <laughs> when we were kids, there were shark bites. There uh-huh. were shark-shaped fruit snacks. Okay. And you'd open the package. Sometimes you would get a great white, which is uh, which was like berry-flavored. And then they started having tiger sharks, which were double delicious and uh, very very valuable when lunch trading. What so, flavor were tiger sharks? They're all sugar-flavored. I mean, that's the yeah. thing. When Jordan says double delicious, they all did taste the same. Sure. Right. It's just that one was – the great white was white. Mm-hmm. And it was in the commercials. They say, "Oh, did you get a great?" Oh, white? and he would like skateboard and stuff. Yeah, right. They all anyway. tasted vaguely like diabetes. <laughs> yeah, sure. So a little dimetappy. <laughs> I have recently found myself because my wife is just going to bed at like eight fifteen. Mm-hmm. Um, I found myself doing the thing that I did before I had children and before I had someone who lived in my house, which is I will just sit on the computer indefinitely. Yeah, like it really. And I will not get sleepy. Yeah. I will. I think I could just sit on a computer. Just BuzzFeed list after BuzzFeed list after. Which is, I, as I understand it, the worst thing you can do to get yourself ready for sleep. Exactly. It's right up there with watching old episodes of 30 Rock of the Simpsons. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was just my hypothesis. Yeah. But I have heard the internet engages you in a weird way that speeds yeah, up your Yeah, I brain. think anything, you're not supposed to be have a bright thing in your face like that's like the number one rule to, right. for falling asleep is you're not supposed to have a bright thing in your face interesting so i don't know man I yeah know. i guess the moral of the story is you know if if death is coming for you mm-hmm. you want to be able to have your dukes up maybe you should just set traps around your bed yeah death traps <laughs> <laughs> it'd be amazing to see the grim reaper just like with bells yeah. caught around his ankle. Oh, oh. or it's a box with a stick that's propping up the box and there's a string to the stick and you can pull it and under the box is a soul and then when he goes in to get the soul you yank out the stick 
I can't wait for us to shoot this sketch for our web series. <laughs> <laughs> we'll be back in just a Coming second. Coming soon to Crackle on <laughs> Jordan Jesse Go. Hello, my name is Graham Clark. And my name is Dave Shumka. Together we host a show called Stop Podcasting Yourself. We're from Canada. Oh, whoa, whoa. Don't, so don't hang up. No, don't hang up. <laughs> and every week we're uh, lucky enough to be joined by a, a guest, sometimes a comedian, or sometimes just somebody that we like, and uh, somebody probably you've never heard of. Mm-hmm. And but uh, trust us. If you followed us this far into the promo, just try it out, please. <laughs> Do we sound too desperate? <laughs> Stop podcasting yourself on MaximumFun.org. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Andrew Secunda, intergalactic space pirate. Ready to go. Yeah. Secunda's ready He's to go. He's been on the show before. I got it ready. He's he was ready. on, he was on, uh, once I'd... when you were, when you were off, when you were. Uh, yeah. It's a different, different vibe. It is yep. a little bit of a different vibe. Yeah. How, how would you characterize? What, 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 how would Jordan's just a lot cockier. He swaggers around. Yes, yeah, he says, my, "I'm talking. I'm dick. talking." <laughs> <laughs> Me, listen. You mean when I'm here? <laughs> Either way, <laughs> yeah. that's just my general vibe. Yeah. Dick swinging. Uh, Andy, uh, Andy, and uh, his lovely wife Kate were nice enough to invite me to dinner the other night. Uh, what are you guys going to have with kids, by the way? Oh Jesus. <laughs> Well, the reason they invited me over was because, I mean, just general friendship, I'm guessing, but also to They to wanted you to impregnate. <laughs> right, well, to be their child. Yeah. They had a diety for me. My sperm is not super effective, so we've just been having friends over. And mine is downright angry, so. That's right. Um, so uh, I think it was to thank me for taking care of Omar while you guys were away. Omar That's is right. their cat, who is a very nice cat. Omar Little mm-hmm. of oh, the Wire. That's sweet. Yeah, yeah, he's a very That's like cat. I'm sure millions of other <laughs> cats. Cats. Oh, most cats are named Omar after <laughs> Omar from the Wire. <laughs> I would Certain. say it's seventy-five percent Omar, twenty-five percent Brother Muzone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I actually did run into someone who's had a, had a Kima also uh-huh. as a dog. There you go. So there you go. Um, and so I, my thought, my, kind of my, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a class act when invited to a dinner party. I, I'll bring a bottle of wine, sure. uh, something. Always wear a dinner jacket. <laughs> exactly. Um, something I, I actually, I, I know negative squat about wine. My philosophy with this wine buying thing is, um, you know, something that's above 10 bucks uh-huh. with like a nice label, you know, that's not just like. You know, calligraphy on white background. I think that is everyone in the entire world's philosophy. <laughs> right, on I know. Wine. Yeah, it's reasonable. Um, yeah, you would think that there. You would think there would be more. I mean, there are already a lot of like cutesy labels, but you think that would be ninety percent of wine labels now. But my, uh, my wife told me a couple of names of things that she likes about wine, uh, like spicy or fruity or something. Uh, aromatic qualities of wine woodsy yeah i'm never i'm never more uh like a proletariat than when i'm when someone's when a waiter is saying what well what do you like because really i'm dancing around 
Whatever's the most like water, just (laughs) (laughs) something that doesn't taste like wine. Do you have one of those? (laughs) (laughs) What's the midpoint between wine and Sprite? (laughs) I'll have that. Uh, Do you have anything with cola notes? (laughs) So I was driving to your house and I was coming from I I was coming from from shooting something that went a little bit long. So I didn't have time to go home and change. I didn't have time to, to properly you know, go to the store and pick out this bottle of wine. So right. you were what? Well, you were wearing day formal instead of a dinner jacket? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, wearing sure. a unitard. I was wearing my polo outfit. I came straight <laughs> from the polo grounds. Sure. Um, Luckily, those jodhpurs can do multiple duties. Sure. Well, you dress them up, you dress them down. Sure. That's what they say about jodhpurs. <laughs> uh, so you guys live in Koreatown. And, and uh Koreatown, great for a lot of things. <laughs> M- maybe there's not a lot of high-end liquor stores or like Whole Foods's. Right. That's true. Uh, but, you know. You should have gone with a nice soju. I know. Yeah, <laughs> right. True. I mean, for yeah, if I really wanted to bring you an unpleasant gift. <laughs> oh, I don't mind soju. You don't mind soju? <laughs> no, no okay. not your thing. It's like, what if, what, it's like the thing, you know what I like about vodka? The headache. What if vodka. <laughs> yes, that is certainly true. It is not, does not, it's not easy going down. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, so I stopped by the 7-Eleven <laughs> and, and just kind of grabbed something off the shelf that was kind of over ten dollars and had a had a label that that you know didn't look like right. just a wine label first you went to the checkout counter and asked which is your what do you finest? recommend <laughs> what do you recommend <laughs> let's say you had just taken care of omar the cat from the wire <laughs> yeah so you so your label qualification is you want one that doesn't look like a wine label or that looks like maybe i know what i'm doing Oh, like it's distinctive. Right, exactly. Exactly. I want to I want to I want to bullshit you basically right. is what I'm saying. Yeah. Right. Um but Sounds you know, like Andy's ready to be bullshit. Uh, yeah. And I, I think, you could have fooled me. With, and I think you, just like in general like I think the wine you bring to a dinner party usually doesn't get drank at the dinner party usually right. if you know if 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 you're a good dinner party planner like you and Kate are, you have you know, a drink selection. So the disappointment will come later. <laughs> right, exactly. Right. So, but I mean, I'm, I'm realizing, <laughs> oh, this will be a bottle that's like in their house or something. So what if it, if it looked nice, then, you know, they will, good, good for them. Right. Uh, so I get, I, so I, so you're kind of aware of where the 7-Eleven is in relationship to your house, right? Like it's, you know, three blocks away or something. Uh, no, but, uh, but it's good to know that there's one there. It's up there on Wilshire. Um, So I'm driving back and I take out this bottle of wine. I'm like, oh, let me have a look at this thing. And I noticed that the name of the wine is Menage a Trois. (laughs) (laughs) And I turned around, (laughs) got a different bottle of wine, and uh, then I went to your house. And I kept the Menage a Trois for myself uh, and drank it, um, ironically, by myself. Pretty good. Uh, so yeah, I was felt super like something was missing. Yeah, uh, yeah. I'm like, okay, this needs <laughs> this needs two other people. Yeah, <laughs> preferably one of them's Asian. Uh, that's no. Um, so yeah, so I definitely I I I thought I would hand that to you, and it would be the most embarrassing. Like, what's what's fucking Jordan's mo? Anyways, so uh, that would have been amazing. Yeah, I would not have known. You could have handed me a box of wine, and I would have gone, "Oh, this seems nice." <laughs> no idea. I get a great satisfaction out of buying an expensive bottle of wine. I mean, when I say expensive, I'm talking about thirty dollars, twenty five dollars, mm. <laughs> right? As opposed to eight dollars. Yeah. Because I think I don't. I think because I don't drink, uh-huh. it feels like the ultimate tribute to my love for my wife. 
<laughs> that I would buy something that costs thirty dollars when I could buy the same thing that costs seven dollars. Sure, uh-huh. and it makes no difference to you. Does she I, see it that way? I don't know if she knows. Uh huh. Oh, so it's really just for you, your feeling about it. Maybe I'm just. Maybe I'm, the feeling that I'm describing is just that it makes me feel like I'm rich. Right. <laughs> <laughs> now that I say it out loud. So you, I mean, I was thinking magnanimous. You've but... got it all. You've got you've got cars. You've right. got vacations. Sure. Expensive wines. Yeah. So you can list all those rich guy right. things. Right. Have you guys had uh, a super expensive wine? And and what was your experience? Because when I tasted it, I I'm sort of like it seems nice. Like I have no idea. Yeah. I you know I I have been I have been. Uh, Yes, I have had a few really, really expensive bottles of wine, and I really liked them, but I think it might have been psychosomatic. I could not tell you what I liked about it. Right. I think I just liked that, you, you know. It's hugely expensive. Sure. Yeah. That it was above my pay grade. Felt like I was, <laughs> you know, vacationing a little bit. I, bu- I bought, when I was uh, when I was at BoatParty.biz, actually, I bought some, like, uh, 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 cask-aged rum for my wife. My wife likes to drink rum. My my wife's a real alky. I should explain <clears throat> that my wife is like Doesn't one of Doesn't sound those, like she didn't make any difference to her what the uh, quality of alcohol it was. She's be. basically like from a cartoon strip, like a Sunday cartoon strip from the teens. Sure, mm-hmm. handicap. Yeah. <laughs> like she she's usually her her hat is it has the top coming off mostly like the top of a tin can and she just goes hick hick, hick. Uh-huh. <laughs> all the time but i bought some cask aged uh rum for my wife mm-hmm. that was a, a very fancy thing i just i was like i don't know i'm here in rum place i was in uh i was in the bahamas um i was like well i'm here in rum place all and i was at the rum place in the rum place mm-hmm. uh-huh. the one rum factory where i was I like, might as well buy the expensive one. Fuck it. Yeah. You know, if I'm going to carry a bottle of rum home <laughs> on an airplane, you know, I might as well buy the $50 one. <laughs> Here you go, honey. Some Captain Morgan. <laughs> <laughs> as the, that's what, how they pronounced it there. Yeah. I, I do like the idea of finding notes. That it, seems so appealing to me. In, flavor notes. Uh, yeah. In terms of taste. Yeah. Did, did you find it? Uh, oh, I nosed it. Uh-huh. I did nose it. Mm-hmm. Um, I found I found some notes, uh, boozy, mm-hmm. uh-huh. uh, sort of licorice. <laughs> I mean, like liquor, right? Um, no licorice notes. Alcoholy. So is... yeah, I think with that with that stuff, and I feel like we ran up against this a little bit when uh, when we did our Edinburgh show. We went on the um, uh, Scotch tour. Yeah, we did. Where they talked a lot about notes and peats and. You know, mosses, mosses, Scotsman. Yeah, I feel like with that, like I can get on board with that for about two sips. And I'm like, well, time to get fucked up. Like, <laughs> right. You know, bring bring whatever. Now That's bring whatever. Generally, what wine tasting yeah. breaks down to, isn't it? Sure. Is can I just go back for a second? Yeah. Cask aged. Yeah. What is I envision some kind so of large pirate shaped bottle, so not pirate shaped, <laughs> but like from like yeah, something you would yeah, find in a like a barrel, a ship. barrel, <laughs> Arr, in a barrel. Drink yeah. it from me nose. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> with the little sound thing. Mm-hmm. So basically, when they make when they make liquor, yeah, you distill it, right? And you start with whatever grain or sugar thing you have, cane or whatever it is, okay. potatoes in the case of vodka, mm-hmm. whatever, right? You said cane, and I said able. Oh, good. Cool. Yeah. So guys are such a <laughs> you distill you distill that you put it through a lot the of Bible humor on this show. In some in some cases, you might filter it or something like that. In uh-huh. some cases, you might mix it with something or something like that. But uh, then you, uh, depending on what the what kind of liquor it is, you put it in a barrel and you age it, as you would with wine. Um, so and, it has the wood flavor. And then it gets the flavor of the wood over time. And also uh, the flavors merge and settle. Like a lot of, uh, a lot of liquors are mixed, so the sources are different. Um, and so they make a they make a mix of different sources. A, a mix master. What were those guys called? What are those guys called? <laughs> I don't. I think mix master is fine. Mix master. Saucier. Yeah. But no. Like mix mix master. Mix master Mike from the Beastie Boys. For <laughs> oh yeah. Example. Definitely. Um, so they 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 mix them together, and then that uh, allows the flavors to join together, like leaving soup in the refrigerator overnight. Yeah. Um, and then it gets wood wood flavors, but also it lo- it some of it evaporates. So the flavors like uh, concentrate a little bit, like a reduction. Yeah, exactly, like oh, a balsamic was, reduction. That was an incredibly complete answer. <laughs> Thank you. I happen to have been to on two liquor factory tours <laughs> uh, in the last six months, which is a pretty weird, given that I don't drink yes. or one, have any. One interest while in your liquor. wife was giving birth. I know. <laughs> I know. I'll be back in a couple. I'm gonna go. <laughs> Honey, Nora. sweetie, I, I signed up for this. It's just yeah, such it's a... Re- I mean, it's such a hassle to reschedule, and they give you a bottle opener at the end. I'll bring you back something nice, though. I'll get the good one. <laughs> sure. The good one. Not $30, my friend. Can I uh, a word about pirates? Yeah. Uh, last night. Why not? <laughs> a word about pirates. Uh, I went to, uh, I did a, did a return trip to BentCon last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, BentCon is, of course, uh, the gay comic con that happens at the, uh, Burbank Marriott every year. Sure. Um, were you there as a public figure? Were you there? I was, uh, I was there. I was there as a, yeah, just to, you know, meet some guys, right. you know, hang out. Um, now, can I ask happens. something that will flaunt my, my gay ignorance? You may. Bent? Is it? Is that a uh, terminology for something, or bent would be like a cute way of saying queer? Oh, yeah. okay, got it. I think there's a, once... isn't there a famous uh, gay concentration camp play called Bent? There might be, but I don't think that's what they're trying to evoke. That's here. what Comic Con is all about, right? Yeah, sure. The Nazi, Nazi imagery. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, and um... I didn't understand top or bottom actually for a long time, and I thought I did. <laughs> <laughs> what did you think it was? I, I thought it was it was just are you on top in a missionary position or are you on bottom? <laughs> <laughs> and someone went, no, that's not. No. Um... <laughs> did you go to the Puccini panel by the way at Comic Con this year? They're doing a lot of high culture now, <laughs> right? Sure. Yeah. Um, a lot of a uh, lot of like, where will the symphony go next? Yeah, what's next for America's symphonies? Michael Tilson Thomas Q and A. Yeah. Um, oh God, I, I was gonna say that I was gonna say a joke about the guy who wrote Angels in America, Tony Kushner. Tony Kushner can't walk through that place without getting mobbed. Anyway, yeah. should have thought of that sooner. Um, no, I was there. Uh, the, the Tony Kushner probably did a punch up on Thor. Right now, people are. <laughs> Composing angry emails right. to us about. By the way, excuse me. It just so happens. <laughs> um, oh yeah, after the uh, after all that uh, wry dialogue in Lincoln, I'm sure they want him to punch up superhero movies now. Mm-hmm. Sure. Um, oh, that had Kushner all over it. Kushner all Kushner's all over that thing. Um, 
so I was there. Uh, I was there as a celebrity judge at the Tournament of Nerds. Oh, sure. Um, because as, who's as more a... who's more beloved in the gay community than I am? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah. Uh, I, although I did, I think I scored some points because uh, Hal Hal Rudnick, who is the host of the Tournament of Nerds, was doing a bit where he was naming gay bars, mm-hmm. and he couldn't name any actual gay bars in the in the area. And a lesbian in the audience shouted out, shouted out, "Name some lesbian bars!" And I was the only one who could do it. Oh, that's so, cool. Did like you guess? Some points. <laughs> yeah, I'm like the vagina. <laughs> like, oh, that's our favorite. So I said a real one. I said the palms, and then I said, "Oh, and my favorite, Tegan and Sarah's." <laughs> oh, that's great. Yeah, that went over less well. <laughs> oh, Tegan and Sarah fans. Yeah, well, you know, uh, you know, I think just straight guy joking about lesbian stuff. Sure, just a little, not, little, you know, not a, I don't know, and I've never heard of. Nobody needs either. to hear that. Sure. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Uh, but, uh, this year, last year, uh, I think, I think we talked about this the last time I went to it. Last year, the dominant costume easily was Nightwing, uh, who is, um, Adult Robin. Adult Robin, right. yeah. Uh, this year. Is he a popular superhero? Uh, yeah, I think so, these days. Uh, Not just among gays. Uh, no, I think amongst Batman fans. fans I'm actually surprised that. Nightwing is the dominant costume. I guess it's probably evolved from Robin. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, uh, I talked a little bit about this last time. I think uh, is that uh, there's way more DC characters at this than there are Marvel characters, and right. I would guess that's because DC has more sidekicks. And I think that sidekick relationship, maybe to a to a young, not quite out gay man, is like uh, potent. Right. I would think your Kid Flashes, your Speedies, for instance. Right. Uh, Actually, I looked down because I, I I thought, should I wear the Brooklyn T-shirt today or the Kid Flash T-shirt? <laughs> Do you have a Kid <laughs> Flash T-shirt? Much more apropos. Yes, I actually thought it was a Professor Zoom T-shirt for a long time, and then my friend who gave it to me said, "That's a Kid Flash T-shirt." Oh, you jump! I, <laughs> I felt I felt totally out nerded. Wait, who's Professor Zoom? <laughs> it's a Reverse Flash. Oh, okay. Yeah. There you go. Wait, what That's does it. he do? He runs backwards, or he's that was very slow. That would be appropriate. He, he's I think, very he's, slow. Is I don't what know it if is. he's the future counterpart to Flash, but he's basically just he, evil. He Flash. has literally the reverse. Not, I don't. It depends how you define reverse, but it's like he is <laughs> a dominantly yellow costume with a red uh, lightning bolt on his chest. What does Flash do when he gets into trouble? He runs he like, away very yeah, fast. Runs away or or towards creates, you while punching you. Right, tornadoes. Uh, he, yeah, uh, he creates a tornado. He uh, runs around the world and yeah, beats Superman to the crime scene. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> is he faster than Superman? It's, it's always that's always been a you know an ongoing I think DC uh, plot line is, is who's, who's going to win the before the Flash was invented. It was who's faster, Superman or a train? <laughs> right. <laughs> I guess a lot of the early Superman comics were just can Superman race a train, and he always beat it. Sure, and then they, we got to create a guy that's puts up more <laughs> like, of a fight. Oh man, this fucking train is <laughs> losing train. every time. Well, you're writing it. You could write it differently. No, no, no. Dragging out him racing the train out like these all these pages <laughs> uh yeah so so nightwing last year this year pirate which i'm like that's a little on the nose guys wait just pirate. Flat generic yeah. pirate well i mean they were gayed up they had the you know tutus and and makeup and you know they added their different personalities onto the pirates but there mm-hmm. were just rainbow so jolly rogers sure yeah yeah but just a lot of pirates interesting you know what? And i'm like what is this the late 90s? That's what I was about to say. Come on, <laughs> Bent. Yeah. <laughs> Get it together. Come on, guys. Maybe there was something there. Maybe there was some sort of pirate panel or, you know, an appreciation of the anime One Piece. 
Mm. Uh, I don't know, but there were just it. It was it was really uh, hard to ignore. Is One Piece a show about pirates? I think it's an anime about pirates. Yeah. What is it called? One Piece. Oh, you're you're past my knowledge. Because the outfits they wear. Yes, exactly. Old time, old time bathing costume. <laughs> worried about modesty. <laughs> <laughs> They're pirates who are worried about modesty. <laughs> anyway, pirates. They're back. I guess. I'm I'm down to me. What do they call those bathing houses? What are the things that they that they bathe in so bath that houses? no one sees bathhouses? Yeah, yeah, yeah bath I'm, houses. I'm down to me bathhouse. <laughs> <laughs> what just a fucking thing on the beach? It's like a it's like a, it looks like an outhouse on the sure. beach that you that a Victorian person goes inside of. Oh, you're yeah. you're going way for back modesty's down. sake. Yeah, I don't know what that's called. Well, bathing. Well, for fuck's sake, Brian, get the little on this. tents. You mean? Yeah, it's like a tent. I think yeah, it, it could, could be, be a tent, tent or a shack. Or it could I think be a it shack. could be made of wood or, yeah. Do you think that's where like Victorian era gay guys went to get it on? Do you think they would meet in the tent? I would go there. Yeah, I, I was, that's the first place I would look <laughs> I if would I was a Victorian gay guy. Did I tell, did I tell you about when when I watched when I watched that American? Here's what experience. I would do if I was gay. <laughs> <laughs> like when I watched that American Experience about um, when we when we came up with our uh, uh, our th- our theme our theme bar. Mm-hmm. Um, we're we're gonna we're eventually when we get the capital together we're gonna have a, a open a gay bar where the theme is gay bar from the 1960s. Mm-hmm. So um, you know you read a newspaper and you dress in a coat and tie, and you give somebody a hand job behind the newspaper. This is amazing. And um, in it, when at, when I watch that American experience about Stonewall, one of the things that I remember. Is there's a lot of dudes talking about fucking in meat lockers hmm. and these portable, like these uh, trailer style meat lockers. And they would, there would just be dozens of dudes in these meat lockers just fucking like crazy. And then the police would come every once in a while and raid them. And like, but the police wouldn't arrest anybody because there are too many dudes fucking in a given meat locker. Mm-hmm. But like, Get a warehouse or something like a like a meat locker is literally a freezer. They were yeah. fucking in freezers. How did they even get erections? It's amazing. History is amazing. Sure. Is I, there I, some I, kind of I don't know some vibe from the meat that's like? <laughs> well, I, I, I mean, I like think this meat, like a sort of umami, uh, like a sexual sure, umami. Yeah. <laughs> what is the definition of umami? Other than umami that? is a sixth flavor. It's a round meatiness. I see. Oh, like in a good, like what... a good chicken broth or beef broth. Got it. Yeah. Bathing machines, by the way. That's a little on the nose. Things are called. (laughs) Um, Maybe it's like maybe it's like a the extreme temperature kind of like excites the skin. I don't know if you've ever like jumped from a you know from a hot tub to a to a cold pool, but you get hard as a diamond. Yes, exactly. And then you bang your erection on the uh, pool floor. Forging process. Sure, exactly. (laughs) Hardening. I see. I would love to have a cold forge direction. Apparently, forging videos are popular on the internet now. Really? Like watching a guy forge something, like a ranger sword from Lord of the Rings or something, like watching him make it. I can see it being hypnotic. You know, yeah. I watched an entire, speaking of uh, speaking of PBS documentaries that had a powerful effect on me, sure. I watched this Nova called uh, Searching for the Viking Sword. Where did the Vikings fuck? I don't know what I don't know where the Viking where did they fuck or what did they fuck? They uh, had both. To, there had to be a lot of homosexuality in the Viking community, right? Well, you yeah. got to figure because they're out, out there raiding and, and there's sure. nobody to rape. Sure, what are you gonna do? Yeah, 
but I mean, the Stonewall documentaries talked about where where they would. I mean, imagine the Viking documentary would cover the same territory. No, this was a, specifically about a sword, but I hmm. see I see okay. what you're talking about because the I mean, the, think about it. That new JFK documentary sure. is all about where he fucked mm-hmm. Rose Garden. Yeah, is that true? No, <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see a flat out the uh, <laughs> JFK fucking people. This is just all about that side of his life. Just, just one morning, see that documentary. Just one morning, it's just, it's just him and Bobby Kennedy sitting in the Oval <laughs> Office, and, and Bobby Kennedy just goes, "So there, uh, Jack." How come you're uh, covered in uh, sh- shallow scrapes? <laughs> Why are there so many brambles in your hair? <laughs> bad Kennedy is almost as fun to do as Bad Schwarzenegger. Yeah, they're both really fun. Um, oh, you know, it seems like the the JFK fucking documentary could be made, but it would have to be in that category of documentaries that's like UFOs colon exposed or right. something something the truth. It would have where, to be it's, in that. where it's just like one weird guy. It turns out to just be a master shot of one weird guy sitting in a chair. <laughs> right. Maybe right. filmed on ancient video tele- technology. <laughs> I okay. So in the in the Viking sword thing, mm-hmm. they make of he makes a Viking sword. That's the plot of it. It was much more boring than I hoped it might be, and less informative than I hoped. But it was just a guy whose thing is making swords, hmm. and this Viking sword was super super sharp. Extra sharp. One would hope. Yeah. A documentary about it. And so it was an experiment to see if they could recreate how sharp that sword was without using modern technology. Mm. Now, are those super broad, hard-to-carry swords? Yeah. Oh, these are very difficult. Yeah. Very difficult. I mean, these you'd, you'd have to be a real Viking to carry one of these. See, as a, as a, 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 my nerd interest would be if you match a samurai up against one of these guys, like who's gonna? You got power versus. I figure a samurai's got to beat everybody, right? Yeah. What? Why do you say that? Speed. They oh. would get it done. They. You're thinking of a you. ninja. <laughs> I don't know that ninjas are necessarily faster than. Right. Uh, I think that's just your. They have you know more. more I, I things mean, when to I think about smoke, that, when but... I think about that samurai armor, that doesn't say speed to oh, me. Oh sure, right. I'm thinking more of the Ronin kind yeah. of. Oh okay. <laughs> just I... wandering the the roads, not I, yeah, uh, quickly cause... killing people. <laughs> exactly. Because it's all, always a Shiro Mifune in my my head. <laughs> a samurai is like a gentry class, isn't it? Fair enough. So Fair I don't enough. think they really see a lot of. You know, sword on sword action. Yes, I think their real their their battle status is largely symbolic. Right. You guys really poked a lot of holes in this theory. In this, <laughs> this samurai versus Viking uh, fantasy that you've been yeah, having. Well, Can you know I tell what? you, ninja versus Viking is actually better better for sales anyway. Yeah. Can I tell you what where my money's on? What's that? The orca. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> sure. Is it in water or out of water? <laughs> I guess that would be the deciding factor. Then wouldn't it it? covered by a cloth? Yeah, out of water. Is it in a hammock being pulled by a truck? (laughs) That's exactly how this shit goes down. Then the Vikings just kill the guy driving the truck. (laughs) Truck truck goes off the road. Orca dies in a ditch. Ultimately, none of them can take a blue whale if the blue whale's mouth is open. If the mouth is closed, they're not going to get through the baleen. No, right. What if someone set the baleen on fire? Holy shit! <laughs> the blue whale started chomping people, <laughs> but it's fire so hot that it stays lit underwater. Oh man! Sure, they all meet Pinocchio inside. <laughs> Did you know that inside the reason that we hunted sperm whales was to get something out of them called spermatozoa, and that's some kind of weird brain juice? Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, it's like a brain lubricant. So people 
what do you, what happens when you take it? You you supposedly get smarter or no? It's it's from their brain, huh? What? Do, why do people need it? For lamps to think and like shit. whales. <laughs> <laughs> Got to think like a whale. <laughs> so you take a little you take a little Just teaspoon think- of spermatozoa and you're like. Yeah, krill. Gotta get krill. <laughs> How much krill can I get? <laughs> Where are my young? <laughs> <laughs> this is a chance to extend your perspective, especially on fucking music, man. <laughs> this you know? is the time scale. Just you just take some and just stretch it out. Oh, know? like a oh, whale yeah. song. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hundreds of miles. Yeah. Just loop it back. Yeah, loop, loop that back, shit. Do it again. That's probably a good thing for you to listen to before you go to sleep. Hell, have you tried whale songs? You know what? I heard some shit about whale songs. Read, or <laughs> Drives read, you insane? <laughs> read some shit about whale songs, something like that. Oh, I know. I was reading this article in the New Yorker about uh, oh, people eating weird food. There was a part about whales, and mm-hmm. there was a there was a discussion of how whales became something you're not allowed to eat, and it's partly because of the whale song recordings. Oh, interesting. I kind of thought maybe I would like listening to whale songs. Creaking of rigging. That's why I don't eat shrimp. Is oh yeah, that sounds songs. great. Yeah, <laughs> I think that sounds amazing. I there's I had a a sleep thing um, for a short time and it was not effective for me. Where you could set it to forest, whatever. And, oh right, uh, just like a white noise machine. Forest was terrible for me. I'm a city kid, so it was just like it just sounded like serial killers. You know, uh, <laughs> they, they shouldn't have added the. <laughs> yeah, I find um, you said it to Jason. No one can help you out here. <laughs> I find dead it. by dawn. Dead by dawn. Sorry, I find anal beads really comforting. Mm. <laughs> there you go. Everybody's got their own. Sometimes you can get them so In they a have little speakers. <laughs> they have little speakers that expel forest noises. Oh, that's really And as you nice. yank them out, it gets louder. Oh, that's really lovely. Because your rectum muffles it. Gotcha. It's sure. muffled by the rectum. Do you Got guys it? get what I'm saying? I understand what you're saying. <laughs> we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Aaron, how would you describe Throwing Shade? Oh, our podcast that we do that's won awards and millions of people have listened to? I would describe it as an orgasm for your ears. That's absolutely correct. We also talk about feminist and gay issues. but We um, make them funny. Yeah, or or sometimes gross. Yeah, or sometimes you, like, you will call the authorities. Yeah. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Andrew Secunda, intergalactic space nightwing. Hey, guess what? <laughs> Is that a, like an upgraded nightwing? <laughs> I don't know. I just wanted to work it in somewhere. It's nightwing from the Batman Beyond universe. You were talking about pirate. If you want to get d- the, d- the deep cut of it, Please. you were talking about pirates mm-hmm. in the gay community and also nightwing. So I switched it out. I had a comic book where Robin got killed by the Joker. Mm-hmm. That's... Jason Todd, I believe. Yeah. No, oh, is that a different guy? Resurrected later by Ra's al Ghul. Becomes the Red Hood. Who's Ra's al Ghul? Uh, that's the guy, depending on... Is that the guy from the thing in uh, the Batman movie where it's where he's tr- doing karate training? Yes. Yeah. Liam Neeson. There right. you go. His secret identity is Liam Neeson. <laughs> <laughs> International film star. <laughs> <laughs> 
Hey, sponsor on this week's program, our friends at Warby Parker, a new concept in eyewear. Have you ever seen this Warby Parker? I have not. Okay, so here's how it works. It's an eyeglass company. So eyeglasses and sunglasses. They have a bunch of different sort of classic styles, very classic aesthetic in this Warby Parker on their website, which is warbyparker.com. And you can order a pretty fair number of them. You can order five of them at a time. They will make them for you, send them to you, and then you can send back as many as you want of those and get a full refund if you want. That sounds great. So basically, it's it's a chance to try on a whole bunch of them, keep as many as you want, whatever. And the great part is they are much, much, much less expensive than buying them at the optometrist without giving up any of the quality of it. So they cost uh, they cost less than a hundred bucks, ninety five dollars. They start at yeah. I would visit WarbyParker.com, order your prescription glasses, sunglasses, or reading glasses, enter code JJGO, and you'll receive your new glasses within three business days. WarbyParker.com, enter JJGO. Hey, one other thing I would like to mention, Jordan. Please, mention something. Have you ever heard of an annual event held in Southern California called Max Fun Con? I have, but I'd sure like to hear more about it. Well, I've got great news for you, Jordan. Hmm. I happen to know a lot about it that I can tell you. Great. Max FunCon is our annual celebration of all things that are awesome here in Southern California. It takes place in the woods east of Los Angeles in the mountains, the mountainous wooded regions of Lake Arrowhead, California. Sure. We have a beautiful resort where we have a weekend of comedy and music and classes and lectures and friendship and drinking um, a guy lost his virginity once. A guy lost his virginity there one time, which was pretty great. You're going to have a surplus of cask-aged rum, as I understand it. <laughs> uh-huh. Sure. You you got it. Everything is cask-aged. We actually yeah. do have we have a, a very, very fancy bartender who makes very, very fancy drinks for Max FunCon. It sounds amazing. He is a guy who designs drink menus for really expensive, fancy restaurants in Los Angeles, like one of the leading mixologists in uh, the country. Wow. Like, uh, you know, he speaks, you know, he's like the featured speaker at mixology conferences and stuff like that. He's a great guy named Aiden. His name's mm-hmm. Aiden. Sure. Good, good bartender name. Yeah, totally. He's you a, want to tell him your troubles sure. after hearing that first name. He's a good man. I, I always worry about him because of his drinking. Sure. <laughs> but he's a good always, guy. Yeah, always a career hazard. It comes with the territory, I sure, guess, yeah. but it does worry me. Anyway. <laughs> and one for myself. <laughs> <laughs> we don't – and we, we never announce the Max Von Kahn lineup until the spring uh, basically because we prefer for the people to come to be there for Max Von Kahn uh, rather than being there because they just want to – stalk a celebrity, but <laughs> past guests have included. Who are we looking at? We're looking at a Jad Abumrad. Sure. We're looking at Mark Marin. We're looking at Greg Barrent. Maria Bam Maria's Maria's there almost every year. Uh has been there every year as far as I can as far as I know. A Tignataro. Sure. Kyle Kinane. Uh, who else? Who was John? The... Uh, we got a John Ronson there. Yeah, oh, John year. Ronson talked was there a little last about year. Juggalos. That was great. Oh, that was tremendous. That was wonderful. That was a delight. Elvis Mitchell was there mm-hmm. last year. That was great. He talked about Pootie Tang. Sure. Um, he, there's all kinds of um, amazing, brilliant, totally Andy Richter. The Upright Citizens Brigade were there. They did Ask Cat. Exciting. Um, all kinds of great. Our friends Chris Hardwick and Mike Furman is hard and firm. Jonathan Colton was there one year. All kinds of amazing people come to Max Fun Con, and tickets go on sale. This year, 
It's just going to be the best of Spike TV. <laughs> We're talking John Trapper from Bar Rescue. And We're the talking... people that help him during Bar Rescue. We're talking Mansers Live. <laughs> you know, I was in an episode of Mansers. Everyone was in an episode of... I feel like everyone in the city of Los Angeles has been in an episode of yeah, Mansers. Yeah, if you were doing UCB shows during like a certain two years, then you were on an episode of Mansers. So I... Pretending uh, to smell a fart. Uh, the tickets... <laughs> the tickets go on sale the day after Thanksgiving. It is like an all-inclusive experience. Lodging, food, liquor... Virginity loss. Virginity <laughs> loss. It is all included in your process, in, in your ticket. Um, you just, you don't, all you, all you're responsible for there is you're in the friendliest place in the world. So you just meet some people and do some amazing shit. That sounds amazing. Fucking, how about they try this on for size? Last year, Pendleton Ward, the creator of Adventure Time, one of the best, I'd say probably the best children's television program on television, uh, one of the best television programs on television overall, uh, Directed a fucking uh, superhero stop action film uh, starring people who came there in costumes that they made while they were there. Jeez. <laughs> That's the kind of shit that goes down at Max FunCon. It's a special place. So the day after Thanksgiving, tickets go on sale. They are often sold out by the time Christmas and New Year's runs rolls around. So MaxFunCon.com is the place to go. Jordan, you going to be there? Yes. I'm going to be there, too. Great. I, we we promise. Can I get a comp? <laughs> no. Are you on Spike TV? No. See if I can work it out before then. <laughs> yeah. Sell a pitch and you're in. Yeah. <laughs> we'll talk to you in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse, go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweeter. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Andrew Sekunde, intergalactic space orca. <laughs> you know what I've been enjoying a lot, by the way? Uh, 80s nicknames. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say stop podcasting yourself. Oh, sure. I've been listening to a lot of stop podcasting yourself, extra stop, more than usual. It's just a great show. I think if people like Jordan, Jesse, go, they should check out stop podcasting yourself. Sure. I just want to throw that out there. Great. It's out there. Letting it land. It's out there. In the ether. You shouldn't agree, Jordan, by the way. Under no circumstances oh, okay. should you say that Stop Podcasting Yourself is a show you like. Why not? Well, because it's clear that you would be lying since you haven't said anything positive about Stop Podcasting Yourself since I endorsed Stop Podcasting Yourself. No, you're well, right. you gotta, you got to take up two sides in this podcast. Otherwise, Is this like Podcast Crossfire? <laughs> <laughs> See, this is so you'll be the moderator. Sure. You're, uh, <laughs> who owns Crossfire? And you have one more minute. <laughs> I'm the, the raging Cajun, James Carvel. Hmm. <laughs> May I uh, throw something out there that yeah, uh, has been my mind shut down about halfway through the podcast because I was trying to remember a nerd specific. Okay. <laughs> so if I if you listen back to the podcast and I'm silent for about 20 minutes ah. in the middle, it's because I was trying to remember as a suggestion for BentCon, yeah. the two gay superheroes from The Authority by Warren Ellis. Okay. And it's The Midnighter and Apollo, which is basically like a Superman, Batman kind of uh, oh. 
kind of spin. So those are my suggestions for BentCon. Can I tell you costumes? Can I tell you that all the LGBT nerds in our audience just went, yeah, no shit. No, they obviously they probably were at the last BentCon, and you just didn't identify. I know, I know. They were probably screaming at their iPods while uh, big deal. Yeah, you were able to look something up on your iPhone in a break. (laughs) (laughs) You're gonna get home. You're gonna get home to your house, and there's just gonna be just written in spray paint across the front of your house is just going to be no doy. <laughs> <laughs> I'll accept it. T-L-D-R. What? <laughs> I'm in an apartment building, so you're punishing my neighbors too. I was thinking of, I don't think this, here's a here's a tweet that wouldn't work. Uh, when it, <laughs> well, this would be a whole other podcast. We should be. Here's a tweet that wouldn't work. When it comes to pythons, when it comes to pythons, my philosophy is T-L-D-P, too long, didn't pet. <laughs> it didn't work. I think it wouldn't work. I think it would work. Should I try it? Oh, absolutely. Okay, what do you give me if it doesn't work? What counts as work? A hand job. <laughs> okay, done. done. Uh, ten, ten stars. Ten stars. Ten, gotcha. Under ten, ten, under ten okay. is a failure. Wait, you, are you counting all stars? Well, are you <laughs> counting retweets as a star? No, retweets are... Or nice, but I uh, the stars are what I'm going for. If that is the definition, at Secunda is not faring well in the Twitter world. <laughs> like I got two faves. You're doing great. You're doing great on there, Andy. I follow you on Twitter. You're a delight. Well, uh, you have to see me. <laughs> I don't follow you on Twitter. I heard how shitty you are. <laughs> it was a two star situation. Ten stars. Yeah, but it's... when are you going to put it out? I mean, that's the problem. What do you average? Well, you say when, when's prime time? Oh, this is useful information for me too. Yeah, yeah. I think I think I've just been I've, I've been tweeting at the wrong times of day. That's I think that's it. the yeah, problem. Yeah. I say Monday, nine AM Pacific. Okay. Okay, great. That's what I say. All right. Uh, one PM Pacific. Okay. I'm a Monday? A Monday. I had an <laughs> I had a social media agent once who I met with by accident. <laughs> I was like trying to. Do, I was trying to sort of. You were, I want to do more, you were paintballing. I want to do more internet stuff, which is yeah. a hilarious reason to meet with an agent anyway. And I and there was a miscommunication because of course nobody in the agency world understands either social media or <laughs> or the internet. Um, and so I we're sitting in the thing, and he goes, "Oh yeah, I, I just do social media." And the only information he imparted to me was that the peak time to tweet is Wednesday between 4 and 6. <laughs> I was like, that can't be accurate, but all right. He's like, great, well, now give me $2,000 <laughs> for this meeting. Wednesday between 4 and 6? Mm-hmm. I think it's it's sort of like if that's the peak, and then the next day on Thursday it sort of is a little bit less, and Friday is a little bit less, but it sort of goes that way into the talking about Pacific, which has not been my experience. That's a good question. I think that's the reason is it's sort of – Maybe hits people like when they're just getting off work on both coasts. Yeah, mm. as, as Jesse is extremely skeptical. Of all what do you this. think? What's your what's your take on that? Okay, Monday four p.m. Okay, where do you get Monday four p.m. from? I would think people would be like, ugh, the whole I don't even want to look at anything. You know what, Andy? Because really hit him where it hurts. There, <laughs> I don't want to go way into this fucking week. And have to deal with this hand job hanging over my head. No, that's true. Yeah, I don't want to do it or not do it. I see. You know what I mean? So it's just this is just for this contest. You're saying Monday? Yeah, I'm not saying that Monday is the best. I'm just saying for this 
Okay. For this purpose. Oh, okay. Where Jordan doesn't believe in his tweet. Gotcha. And I do. But yeah. you're stacking the deck for the tweet not to work <laughs> then. So you're actually increasing the odds that you're going to have to give him a hand job. <laughs> Or that you're going to get the maybe I mean, maybe we just maybe shovel up. Yeah, yeah, sure. Okay. Look, being a real Nightwing about this. <laughs> worst, worst things have happened. Okay, worst things have happened. Uh, okay, Monday at uh, Monday at four p.m. Be fair, I'm being a real Apollo. <laughs> sure <Fair> enough. <laughs> Monday four p.m. Mm-hmm. You tweet that. Yeah. I'm gonna star it. Okay. Only needs nine more stars. Okay. How many tweet people do you have now? Uh, 10, 15? 13,000? And some change? 13,389. 13,389, okay. says Brian Fernandez. 339. 339, he just corrected me. Yeah. Sorry, you just lost 50 followers <laughs> because of the shitty Python tweet. I know, right? Oh, God. Yeah. I think, I believe in it. Okay. Okay. Brian, how many does Atsukunda have? <laughs> yeah, Brian, check it out. Am I anywhere... Jordan, can we thank can we thank a listener whose name I don't have in front of me right now? Three thousand eight hundred seventy-seven. Oh, that's much closer for you, Andy Secunda. Oh. A, a listener who who whose name I don't have right in front of me right now painted beautiful portraits of us as cats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was they're they're sincerely beautiful. Yeah, which is sort of weird. Oh, yeah, gosh. like really, like nice, like uh, like she understands the anatomy of a cat really well. Yeah, but I mean, they're not just they're like photorealistic kind of feeling cats. No, they're, uh, they're it's it's a little bit. I mean, it's not it's not fully illustrationy. We're not talking about a Myra Kalman type situation. They're, I mean, that's kind of real and not real. It's an uncanny kitty. <laughs> Jordan, Jordan, Jordan. <laughs> Sorry, but what's why what's, was it everybody chanting? What's wonderful about it is that it's not, they're not only, they're not, they're not only, they're lit, they're sincerely lovely to look at. I like that about them. They're not, they're not just demeaning to us by Mm -hmm. transforming us into a a lower creature. Mm -hmm. Megan Lynn Cott. Megan Cott. Megan Cott. Thank you, Megan. Um, so thank you very much to Megan, who literally created the best piece of fan art we've ever had anyone create. Yeah. It's genuinely amazing. Um, Make and, one of me, Megan. I want one of those. Yeah, Andy is a cat. <laughs> she was she was nice enough. She was nice enough to include on mine a um, a dead crow, or a crow that looked like he was on his way to death. <laughs> the cats were eating him. No, he had an arrow through him. So I can only assume that the Jesse Thorne cat shot an arrow mm-hmm. through the crow. But aren't hmm. don't cats have bows and arrows? Do, yes, <laughs> yes, they do. In my dreamscape, there's one. <laughs> there's dreamscape. one other thing. Shannon uh, sent in some slash fic. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what slash fic is, Andy? I have heard the term, but I don't. It okay. originally comes from Kirk slash Spock, right? Uh, which is it mm. was fan stories about Star Trek where Kirk and Spock were romantically or sexually involved. There you go. And that's expanded out into all kinds of, of verses. Right. And we were upset that there wasn't anything in the Jordan Jesse Go verse that featured Jordan and I being romantically <laughs> entangled. Right. Besides this, uh, you know, Twitter handjob scenario that I've just described. Sure. So I mean, and it works with the Kirk Spock thing because you're brash and impetuous. I'm right. cold and logical. Yeah, exactly. So is McCoy spurned in those things? <laughs> you just jack it off in the corner. <laughs> Come on, guys. 
I'm trying to jack off here. <laughs> Damn it, I'm a doctor, not a hydraulic pump. <laughs> I'm a doctor, not a pocket pussy. <laughs> okay, so here's... Hey, Bad McCoy's pretty fun. Uh, was, yeah, Bad McCoy is fun. I was searching here's, for one of those. I'm here, too. Totally <laughs> I was created in the holodeck. <laughs> I would also like to masturbate. California <laughs> is the state where I <laughs> get to the chopper so we could jack off there. Ah. Uh. It's a hollow chopper. Brian, can you mail this to SNL? <laughs> this is a real okay. bad podcast. So yeah. Shannon Shannon was kind enough to write some slash fake uh-huh. and she kept it pithy enough that it's uh that we can read it on the air. The only proviso I would add to this before mm-hmm. uh, I read it is I know a lot of people read this on public transport, listen to the show on public transportation or while they're driving, mm-hmm. and just be aware that you might pop a boner or just have a sudden flood of pussy juice. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> I, I want you to be somewhere where that is going to be acceptable. Um, you know, like. Uh, Bathhouse, for example. Sure. The bathhouse is the perfect place to be listening to this, except the steam might mess with your MP3 player. So here's the story from uh, Shannon. Thank you, Shannon, for writing this. Jordan and Jesse sat in the weird recording booth that everyone talks about how weird it is all the time. They had just finished an episode of the hit podcast, and their guest, who was probably Chris Fairbanks or something, had already left. Hey, want to make out? Jordan asked. Fuck it. Let's make out, Jesse replied. And they did. It was totally awesome. Just everything you'd want it to be. Sonny D recorded the whole thing. All the girls on Tumblr were very happy, and they all forgot Welcome to Night Vale ever existed. <laughs> Yay! <laughs> the end. <laughs> they don't have to forget Welcome to Night no. Vale. I talk to they seem like very nice men when I talk to them. Talented guys. Are those your I nemeses? just think, no. It's the most successful podcast, and we have uh, some joke... joke, 10% real bitterness. (laughs) (laughs) But they're very popular. Talented guys. Talented guys. They are, and uh, and nice dudes, and they are very popular. Much of their popularity has come via their passionate Tumblr following. following. So things like pictures of us as cats Uh and slash fic about us is the way that we're going to get to the point where we're the new Welcome to Night Vale. Right. I think that's I think it's a smart uh, branding approach. Thank you very much. You've clearly sat down with a uh, social media agent. I, <laughs> and if you guys were going to tweet it, I'd say Wednesday four to six. Is, uh... <laughs> Listen, if you're out there and you don't already know, momentous occasions is the portion of our program where people call in to share momentous moments in their lives. If something important happens to you, call us at two zero six nine eight four four fun. That's 206-984-4FUN. Put it in your phone, dummy. Let's listen to our first call. Hello, Jordan. Just to go, momentous occasion. I was just coming out of the supermarket, and I saw a one-legged man in a wheelchair pulling a child in a stroller. Have a great day. Yeah, indomitable spirit. Sure. A brave man. Mm -hmm. Brave wheelchair child. Or an ambitious kidnapper. <laughs> I would have liked it if it had been a toddler pushing his dad in a wheelchair. That would have been nice. Because that would have been heartwarming. Mm-hmm. Depending on how well he was doing. Yeah. 
And, not, it, and it didn't look like he was going to, like, let go and the dad would, like, roll into the street or something. Yeah, that would be trouble. Yeah. You don't want that. If everyone was worried about if the dad's okay, <clears throat> then it wouldn't be heartwarming at all. No. People would be too worried. Just, you know, be a lot of anxiety for everybody. Yeah. But hey, good <laughs> for those guys. Do you think the dad's going to be okay? I don't. It's in my head now. Yeah. I mean, probably not. If we're being honest. He only has one leg, for God's sake. Yeah. I shouldn't order that killer whale. (laughs) (laughs) That's what he's thinking to himself. Should have at least put some towels on it so it wasn't so mad. I don't know what I was thinking. Uh, On the plus side, you know, you order a killer whale, you got some great material for momentous occasion. (laughs) It's true. That would have been my first call. (laughs) Let's hear our next call. Hey, Jordan and Jesse and guest. It's Lucas calling from Rochester, New York, with a momentous occasion. Uh, I was just walking to my car from work. I was walking behind a guy who I would describe as uh, as a yuppie type, and he was talking on his phone and eating at the same time. And then he kind of stumbled, and he dropped his phone into a sewer, and then he got on his hands and knees, and he yelled into the sewer, Hey, I'll call you back. I dropped my phone in a sewer. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what happened after that. Um, thank you, guys. Love the show. Bye. I mean, when is he going to call him back? <laughs> it's going to take him a while to get that phone out of the sewer. I would have preferred to see him go, uh, I dropped my phone in the sewer. Anyway, so she says to me... <laughs> I really, all I could imagine, as soon as he said the guy was a yuppie type... All I could imagine is that he was driving an 80s convertible BMW. And then Blazer with the sleeves pushed up. He got in a car crash and had to reevaluate his life choices. Oh, man. <laughs> He's talking on his car phone. Maybe I should stop sure. working for Omnicorp. <laughs> yeah. well, greed is good. Anyway, yeah. if you have a momentous occasion, 206-9844-FUN or JJGO at MaximumFun.org. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweet. Jordan Morse, boy detective. Andrew Secunda. I didn't come up with another one. You can <laughs> just use one of the old space pirate. You've, you've been go doing back. good. You've been doing good. I appreciate that. Yeah. He's caught off guard. You're fine. No, I don't think so. I don't think he's fine. Do you want to? Wow. Re- do you want to retake it? Oh Jesus! No, I don't. Yeah. I mean, that's part of the whole. You just want to let him wallow in it. You know, you guys have been using the same ones for like twelve years. Yeah. No, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> If you okay, I want to I want to say this. Next week's episode is our three hundredth Jordan Jesse go, mm-hmm. um, and we've done even more than that without Andy Secunda. How how <laughs> no three three hundredth episode of Jordan Jesse go. Uh, so the next th- episode after that's going to be three hundred colon rise of an empire. <laughs> <laughs> two things. Number one. Thank you so for what the uh, 300 sequel is going to be called. They're not putting a two after it. They're just saying colon rise of an empire. Right. Sorry. They haven't already made the 300 sequel. I think it's done, but I think it's not out yet. Did the 300 come out like seven years ago? Yes. This will be bad. <laughs> this is, <laughs> is will not right? be a good movie. It's not Zack Snyder again, is it? No. Uh-uh. He's on to so it won't other be, things. I think he's just doing, doing Superman related stuff these days. It won't but. be super good. Like the three hundred, right? Exactly. It won't live up to the <laughs> the, the amazing have, bar. It set. won't have the critical appeal of right three hundred. 
I, I better. I could. Be, it could be as good as three hundred. I think. Sure. Okay. Two things about episode three hundred. Number yeah. one, thank you so much to all of you who listen. Um, you're the best. Yeah. You're, you're tops. Thanks to everybody who fucking listens to a couple episodes and then decides to listen to the entire back catalog and spends months listening to it. Totally. Thanks to everybody who was with us from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. Thanks to everybody who's fucking Johnny come lately. Sure. Just stepped in. Thanks to everybody whose first episode is this one, 299. It's a good one to jump in on, guys. Yeah. It is. Got Secunda over here. Sure. Yeah. At Secunda. At Secunda. Can't say it enough. <laughs> Just got to break 4,000 people. <laughs> This, his agent's going to drop him. He <laughs> yeah, you're probably on thin ice with the wife because you weren't on the radio today. Oh, so Jesus. he can come back to her with, but I have over 4,000 Twitter followers. Check this out. So that's number one. Number two, if you are the type of person who is listening to this on like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right when it came out, not fucking three weeks from when sure. we put it out. You're but, not banking them for a long road trip or something. But if you're a real Jordan Jesse Go fan, we want to know... What your favorite moments mm-hmm. of the past... When was the last time we did one of these? 200? Yeah? Yeah. Okay. So the past 100 episodes, the past two years of Jordan Jesse Go, tell us what they were, tell us what episode they were from and, and what time they were. Email brian at maximumfun.org, Sunny D's email address. Sorry, I just gave out your email address, Brian. He says, no big deal. He really likes people to have his email it's address. Fun. He just likes to have pen pals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, please tell him, and we will. Uh, we we may very well include your clip in our three hundredth episode. Hmm. And if you have any ideas for a premise for the three hundredth <laughs> episode, a clip show premise. Oh, I have an idea. Yeah. Do you want to hear it? Yeah. Uh, we die uh-huh. in an accident, and it's like it's like defending your life. Oh, oh, I like it. Yeah. What about this? And you're watching the past episodes. Yeah. We're in space. We're on a space okay. capsule, and it falls apart. Mm-hmm. So we're just floating through space in our spacesuits. Okay. I'm a sort of silver fox type. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and you're 50, but you still look pretty darn good. I'm keeping it tight. You are really exercising a lot, and people love your slapstick humor. Mm-hmm. And I'm the uh, the ethnic third guy <laughs> who dies that real has quick. one line, and then... <laughs> Something Who you know is going to die because of his ridiculous <laughs> accent. Do you guys want me to live? <laughs> <laughs> I will be very round character. I'm so happy and have a family and I'm about to die. <laughs> well. <laughs> oh, I have to spoiler. I want to cut that out. Yeah. Nah, but, but we can't. Yeah. Oh, man. It's not going to happen. So he doesn't know how. Yeah, it happens early. He doesn't know thing. how to edit a thing out of a, <laughs> out of a thing. I apologize. Um, so that's another possibility. What about this? Hmm. We're cowboys in the Old West, and we're trying to teach our horses about how great our podcast is. <laughs> oh, yeah. But they, they don't understand because they're animals. <laughs> yeah, well, that's why we have to play them examples. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's good, too. <laughs> they can't understand. Just so also, us. send us your clips and vote for which premise you want. Yeah. Horse, cowboys talking to horses, <laughs> gravity, too, or defending your life, too. And thanks. So do that. Brian at MaximumFun.org. And thanks to everybody who's been – there's been so many people since we did the poetry contest, mm-hmm. so many people posting cool stuff on Tumblr. Yeah. Tagging at JJ Go. Posting cool stuff on our Facebook page. Mm-hmm. Tagging at JJ Go. Posting cool stuff on our forum at forum.maximumfun.org. You don't have to tag shit there. Just post that shit. People will find it. Totally. 
I think we're on the way to becoming the world's most popular podcast. I do too. How much are these other people beating you by? Let's <laughs> <laughs> put a damper on, on our the hundreds of lot. thousands. Oh, really? Wow. Yeah. You guys are so charming, though. We've got it. We've got them in our sights, though. Yeah, we don't have a hooky premise, though. No. Although this cowboy thing, <laughs> <laughs> so we, we, we may have, this may be the turning point. <laughs> our theme music is "Love You" by the Free Design, courtesy of the Free Design and Light in the Attic Records. Sunny D, Brian Fernandez on the boards. Uh, uh, forum.maximumfun.org like us on Facebook all that shit yeah man can I say one other thing please somebody wrote this review this week on iTunes Mm -hmm. Uh, five star review this week I can't remember what his iTunes name was Uh, but it was so lovely so like heartfelt Mm. and sincere and like thoughtful it was more than just this is a great funny show and I just if you're that guy you know you are because you you wrote it this week I really appreciate it. I read it and I was like, man, that is some really nice stuff in like thoughtful, incisive. Sure. Thank you very much for that. Anyway, um, thank you to that, those people. Thanks everybody. Yeah. Thanks guys. You know what? Hand jobs all around. Yay. We'll be back in just a, we'll be back next week. Can we? I was going to make a place for Andy Secunda. Andy Secunda. Let's talk about something other than his Twitter handle, if there is something the, you'd like to talk and about. his hit show, The Goldbergs. Of course. Oh, yes. Uh, Tuesdays at 9 o'clock on ABC. Please watch. Uh, One of the hot new shows of the season. Particularly for Nielsen family. Watch immediately yeah. on that night. One of the hot new shows of the season. One of the hot new shows of the season. It's, Absolutely. It is a very Just got funny show. Up. Yeah. If, you're, if, you're like some, if you're like some comedy snob and you look at the billboard and you're like, that's a little bit goofy. Look at their sweaters. Put that in the back of your mind because it is a super funny show. It is just like packed with great jokes. It's absolutely. Uh, I'm obviously biased, but I agree with Jordan. Mm-hmm. It's very. Uh, it's very. You know, solid jokes throughout the episode. Sure, there's your network. You know, requisite heart. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, hey, but, nothing uh, wrong with that, though. Yeah. And uh, and be warned, they're Jews. So you know that. I yeah, <laughs> want to factor that in if you can take that. That's actually going to be the deal breaker for our audience. <laughs> yeah. But a uh, white power guys. It's a nice nostalgic, uh, solid show. And I would also, uh, for my for myself separately, I would say uh, I'm every week at uh, Upright Citizens Brigade Theater um, in soundtrack with some very funny people. Mm-hmm. Nine uh, p- nine thirty. That's on Fridays, Los Angeles Upright Citizens Theater. The Los Angeles Theater. Yes. An amazing improv show if you've never seen it. Soundtrack is. Really fun. Uh, and then every third Friday, uh, The Swarm uh, with Sean Conroy, Billy Merritt, and uh, Andy Daly. Um, so at 8 p.m. on fr- every third Friday nice. at Upright Citizens Brigade. A two- funnier improv show you will not find. Yeah. I mean, that's two. You, you really can't beat those two mm-hmm. improv shows. All time greats of improv. And I say that. Absolutely, sincerely, like legendary figures. Talk to some improv person, and they will tell you about how amazing the swarm is and how the swarm changed their life. That's true. I'm, you know, I, it's. it's uh, I mean, you know, it's true. modest so, for me to yeah, yeah. say anything, but uh, we're. You're just being very proud of our work. You're just being quiet, like Jordan was when I brought up stop podcasting yourself. <laughs> <laughs> just don't like them. Just don't like something, something about those guys. I don't know. They're real assholes. I mean, that's the yeah. problem with Dave yeah. and Graham. They're sure. real, real dicks. Real pricks. Anyway, uh, Andy, thank you for joining us on the program. It's been a delight, honestly. We'll talk to you next week on Jordan Jesse Go. Maximumfun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.